0: Hi friends, thanks for tuning into In Other News, a random podcast about stuff, the kind of stuff you think about every day, or at least some days. Here's the setup. Once upon a time, three young guys worked together to deliver news and weather from a local TV station. Today, they're a little older, a little wiser, and they're back to discuss the things that really matter, and a few things that don't. Thanks for listening. Now here's Axel, Joe, and Adam.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In Other News with Axel, Joe, and Adam. How's
2: it going,
0: guys? Good. Number five. We're up to number five. Number five. Yeah. Having a lot of fun. Still have listeners. We do. <laughs>
2: Surprisingly.
0: <laughs>
1: and before we take off on this show, uh, Adam, let's give a quick shout out to the lovely
0: voice that uh, intros our show each and every time. Tell us about her. Yeah. My little actor, uh, that's, uh, Sadie who volunteered to do our opening. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, uh, I think it sounds pretty good. Now I may just be a proud dad, but I, I think it sounds very professional. It gives us, uh, Gives us a certain stature uh, in the podcast world. That is true. She does a fine job, and who knows?
1: If we fail, she will easily take over the show at some point here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she could could probably have a podcast of her own, I'm sure. (laughs) All right, so here's what we got going, guys, today. This will be our second Christmas show because we had so much fun with the first one. And uh, today we're all about getting mushy. I hope you guys have your blankets and your hot cocoa, <laughs> and m- slow it down. Here, maybe your box down. of tissues because we're all about the Hallmark movies today, right? Each of us watched a Hallmark movie, which we're going to review, and then uh, later on in the show, we will collectively discuss a movie that we all watched as part of an assignment. So we're gonna go very, very deep into the land of Hallmark movies. And uh, guys, are you ready for this?
0: Yeah. Well, Axel, it. I, I think I just to maintain my manhood card, I do feel it's important to, to share that our marketing director suggested this, and this is actually a, uh this was actually suggested by multiple listeners <laughs> that that we do this. So, uh, it, it, it's, it, I feel compelled to say that this wasn't my own idea. Uh. Just to be clear. That's fair but, enough. Uh, but but it was fun in the end. It
1: was fun. And and since we're on disclaimers here, I as I shared a couple of episodes ago, I believe, I actually got an upgrade to my uh, TV channels just so I could get the Hallmark channel independently of this work here. Because uh, my kids and I are uh, kind of sort of into this kind of movie, this holiday season. And so we, we we've been indulging for quite a while now here. And so for me, this is right up my alley.
0: You know what this means. If if we ever made money on this podcast, you could write that subscription off. <laughs> That's
1: true. Yes. Good point. <laughs> yeah, business expense. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Okay. So we're going to kick it off so, with uh, Adam, I believe, right? And uh, you. Yeah. You went south I, for your I, movie experience.
0: I did. Uh, so, um, so there's this... Uh, There's this famous podcaster, I guess her name is Annie F. Downs. Uh, My my girl, the girls in my family are all into Annie F. Downs. Maybe you guys will have to listen to her uh, and and get us some tips. But one of the podcast or one of the Hallmark movies that Annie F. Downs recommended was a Nashville Christmas Carol. Now, um, I learned later that that's probably because Annie F. Downs lives in Nashville. Uh, And not necessarily because it's a great Nashville movie. But so so here I I I love uh, Hallmark simplicity when they write up the description of the movie here. Here is this movie encapsulated. It says a television producer is forced to work with a man who broke her heart on a country music Christmas special while being interrupted by Christmas spirits determined for her to revisit her past. This movie stars Jesse Schramm and Wes Brown, who I am sure are in uh, probably 75 other uh, Hallmark Christmas movies, but I have not necessarily seen them uh, in any of the ones that I've watched over the last uh, few days as part of this assignment. So so here's the setup. We've got, uh, oh, and, you know, we should probably say, uh, spoiler alert, uh, you know, uh, if we spoil a movie it's entirely inadvertent, and i'm guessing at least based on my description uh, people won 't even know what the movie's about anyway it's just my notes uh, from what I have, so we'll see how this goes but um so, uh we watched this uh a few nights ago as a family. Uh well, mostly as a family. Uh one of the family members got up and left to play Xbox. <laughs> um but uh but but we uh we watched it and uh I think that uh um you know, one of the things that I like about these Hallmark movies and you guys probably like this too is it's one of those things that's you—you you just know is safe to watch with your kids, right? You probably aren't going to run into a whole lot of uh, trouble uh, watching a Hallmark movie that you have to explain. And Axel, uh, you have little kids watching this who maybe were looking for some of that trouble, but uh, but um, but that is one of the nice things uh, about a Hallmark movie, and uh, you're pretty uh, sure that you're not going to get. Uh, lost in the plot uh, and you'll know the outcome even if you get up to uh, get a snack in the middle of the movie. Am I right there? Unless you miss the big kiss. That's true for you guys in your movie. Yeah, yeah, the big the big <laughs> kiss. You might miss the big <laughs> kiss. So back to A Nashville Christmas Carol. So this is, uh, this I have to say, is really country music at its best. Um, this producer is working on this Christmas special. Um, although Dolly Parton did not make an appearance, and I thought that any Nashville Christmas special would have had to have Do- Dolly Parton, but uh, the Icon Music Awards, trying to produce this really good um, Christmas special so that she can become the producer for the, I. oh wait, it's I Can Music Awards. Um, there, it's It's, I don't know, it's some big music award program uh and then i have in my notes here that it's a fast-talking boot scootin' boogie and movie uh important footnote to that i wrote that at a time where there was a country song being sung in the movie uh and it turns out that there are only two country songs uh sung in the movie so not a lot of boot scootin' boogie and uh going on in this one but about halfway through uh uh, there's a music box that makes an appearance and uh, plays, Oh, Come All You Faithful, that eventually leads this uh, lead actress to go into another time, and suddenly we are transported into a remake of The Christmas Carol, uh, which lost me a little bit because uh, I thought we were going in a different direction, but uh, no, we, uh, we went into A Christmas Carol with, uh, with Kick, Kicks Brooks of none other. Joe, you remember Kicks Brooks? Oh, yeah. Spun plenty of his records, him and
2: Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, records, exactly.
0: Yeah, so so Kick's book, Brooks, is the uh, ghost of Christmas past uh, in this movie, although he really wasn't a ghost. Um, And uh, so we went through the past, and then we went through the present, and then I think we were probably running out of time because we never did get to the future. Um, But that's okay because this producer and uh this agent friend of hers um they they made up and they became a couple uh in the end and uh so these two lifelong friends sort of turned into enemies in the middle of the movie, and then I think they were not enemies at the end um you know I'd probably give this uh oh I'd probably give it a a four twinkling lights out of ten uh <laughs> as far as uh as far as creativity and uh and and my personal uh enjoyment but uh but if you like country music it 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 might be a good a good setup for you so i,
1: I will say adam i happened to catch maybe the last two minutes of that movie before i watched one of mine and uh the stage the, the i think it was a couple of stage numbers that they had and the the i mean the music wasn't bad it was quite catchy
0: yeah that there there was uh, that was about the uh throughout the entire production i think there was a total of about 6 minutes of music so you oh, uh, really? <laughs> uh, so you, so you probably caught the uh, the best two at the end uh there was a little bit of drama uh that i didn't get into about who's going to sing first in the christmas whatever live show they were doing and who was going to sing second and then they ended up both singing first and, and so everybody cheered uh, for that. Um, having been in television, there were a few technical details that didn't quite make sense for a live Christmas special, uh, but but I overlooked that uh, for the sake of the movie. Fair enough. So um, so that was that was my movie uh, in a nutshell, I'm pretty sure that anyone listening uh, is not going to be able to grasp the concept of a Nashville Christmas Carol. So I would encourage you to check out jesse Schram and wes brown and see for yourself and uh you know maybe we will try and figure out how we can someday have a social media channel so that people could leave uh, their own feedback on these sorts of things now
1: uh, uh, adam do you know was this one of the new movies for this year
0: or was that one of the you know from hallmark seasons past christmas seasons past i don't know i can't imagine this has been more than a I can't imagine this has made the replay list, but, uh, but it is possible, I suppose. Uh, I think it is new. Oh, here, here's another interesting observation. I don't know if you guys saw this, but, but in all of the, uh, Hallmark Christmas movies that I saw, there was about, you know, this is, this is a meteorological observation. There was about two inches of snow over everything in all of them. Did you guys see that?
1: Yeah. And it was always the very powdery dry snow, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Which, which perplexed me because, you know, typically I don't think about a lot of snow in Nashville uh, uh, and in some of these other places. But, uh, but nonetheless, it was there uh, and it made for the Christmas mood and uh, we thoroughly uh, sort of enjoyed it. So uh, when we come back, Joe is going to talk about his movie, which was A Cookie Cutter Christmas. You'll want to hear about that. I'm going to run to the cabinet and grab a cookie, and I'll be right back.
1: Meet you at the cabinet,
2: Adam. (laughs) All right, welcome back to In Other News. We're talking Hallmark Christmas movies on this episode, and it's my turn to give a review for A Cookie Cutter Christmas. I like Uh, the title already. (laughs) Mm. So this one was made back in 2014, so it's one of their older ones in the catalog. So... Uh, It opens with a flashback scene to a Christmas program where the two female leads in this show, Lily and Christy, they are back in elementary school and they are singing Silent Night uh, at the Christmas program. Uh, It turns out uh, uh, one of them starts singing their part over the other person's part. And so ever since then, they've had this big competition. I, I think I said Lily. Her name's actually Penny uh and christy are the two main characters so anyway you flash forward about 20 30 years into the future after that scene and these two are now elementary school teachers at the same school where they went to school uh, uh growing up where they had a big uh silent night showdown so um so anyway they are elementary school teachers now and one day christy uh she has a new student join her class halfway through the year right before christmas and uh her father uh is a single parent so uh his wife died uh, before they moved to town they wanted to get a new start so they moved to this town and so um That's the whole premise of the movie, having a single parent, a single father that all the single ladies in town are uh, interested in. Uh, One of the characters says the the vultures are circling. And that is definitely the case in this movie. So um, now there are some far fetched things like you had mentioned, Adam, with the movie you saw. Uh, They are public school teachers. Uh, dry, one's driving a luxury SUV, and they've got about an $850,000 house. So uh, <laughs> and both these teachers have outstanding homes that I know single female elementary school teachers, they did not have an $850,000 house. But
0: Anyway we'll, so we'll, clearly, this is filmed in another country <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll give it the uh
2: was it the willing suspension of disbelief that's what makes good theater your willing suspension yes. of disbelief there so did you actually take
0: theater o'Keefe
2: uh, I had to take a theater class I did not ah, wow. uh, I was not in the theater, so anyway um so anyway, uh, this movie builds uh there's lots of comical scenes where. Penny and Christy are competing for the attention of James. And I must also say, before I go too much farther, James, when I saw him, I go, well, he kind of looks a little bit familiar. Uh, I probably have seen him in something. He's got a good voice. He should do this podcast. And then uh, I watched this. Maybe on we a, could have him on. Well, we could, because I watched this on a Sunday morning. And then after watching NFL all day, it finally clicked at dinner time that remember a couple years ago for the state farm ads with Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, there was the agents that were competing. So is was their business yes. agent and state farm agent. And there was a the really annoying business agent. That's James in this movie. The really, he was the really annoying agent in the state farm commercial. So then that kind of has tainted, uh, tainted the view of this movie a little bit. I thought it was pretty good before that part, but. Anyway, so it's interesting to see some of these famous faces in these movies. Um, anyway, so back to the movie. What happens is Christy and Penny are competing. Uh, one of the things that they're having as part of Christmas, leading up to the the big holiday event at school, is a series of uh, bake off among the teachers. And the winning teacher will get funds for their class trip, uh, for their classroom. And so uh, Christy enters the competition because Penny organized it and Christy cannot cook. And so we spend the entire movie of uh, Christy trying to teach herself how to cook. Her mom comes to help her to try to teach her to cook. Her friend comes and then turns out James, the single parent, well, he just happens to have a, a bit of a culinary background before he came to town. He perfected a bunch of recipes. So he helps Christy uh, learn how to bake. And after a series of uh, bake-offs leading up to the final event, where they pare down the number of teachers down to the final two. And I won't give it away, but I think you can guess who the final two teachers will be in the final competition. Uh, that uh, I should also say that Alan Thick, the late Alan Thick, is the Alan judge. Thick. Yeah, he's the judge in this movie, the judge of the Christmas cookie baking uh, uh, foods. And so it was good to see him once again. Um. anyway it goes on it's a competition through the whole thing of course there is a twist in this movie and just when you thought James and Christy were going to get together something happens and I'm not going to give it away but uh something happens that puts their future in jeopardy and so uh, anyway things uh, go on it all resolves at the end I think you have a idea of how this will resolve I'm, because I'm not going to give it away but um, my review was you know they probably could have handled this movie instead of two hours condensed it down to about an hour and a half for an hour mm-hmm. um, that said I think Adam you gave four uh, twinkling lights I'll give this one yes. I'll give this one a six this was my very Ooh. first ever uh, hallmark movie that I watched uh, I thought it they did well uh i i've told you guys separately that hallmark is very good at what they do they know their audience they deliver on what their audience wants and they 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 turn uh come up with a unique uh, approach to that every single year so hats off to hallmark on this one um like i said this is a a six twinkling lights uh event and also there's a a bit of a, a moral lesson at the end of this uh movie as well. So anyway, I think if you can find it on your Hallmark dial or on your DVR or wherever you catch your Hallmark movies, um, it might be worth to watch Here, since it hasn't been around for a while. Here's a
1: trick, Joe. We, uh, as my kid and I, kids and I have been watching
2: various Hallmark movies
1: this season, we started uh, recording them so that when we watch them, we can go through the commercial breaks really fast, which really reduces the movies usually to just under 90 minutes that's good that makes it move along (laughs) faster yeah
2: i i recorded cookie cutter christmas because it was on the prime spot of 3 a.m central time and so Mm. i was not up to watch it. you didn't get up to watch it then no no i waited till uh sunday morning with a cup of coffee to sit down to watch this one and so uh um yeah at that i fast forwarded through the commercials too but that said i also was curious to see what you sell who's who's advertising on Hallmark movies to see because those are commercials well, other, like. other hallmark, hallmark movies. movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well that's that's true too. But it's for products that I might not normally see if I'm watching Green Bay Packer football or uh, some of the shows that I might
0: stumble across. So but they will show up in your Facebook feed now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, Joe, I have I have a question. Uh how many uh christmas cookies were burned in this movie i
2: would say well there's a lot of trial and error by christy at the start her first ones were uh pretty much inedible and then when it got to the second round pare down i don't know how this i don't they must have christmas programs every single week at this greenville school because they had to bake off in between each uh event and there's always a public crowd there so they must have had a Christmas program every week in this school. But anyway, uh, in one part, Christy turns in her chocolate cookies. Uh, the chocolate was recommended by uh, this new student in school in her classroom. And so she baked them. Alan Thicke took a bite, uh, immediately started choking on the cookie. Uh, and then he thought, oh, she's out of the competition. But then a change of heart by Alan Thick, He had another cookie after his coughing fit and she made the final
0: three because
2: she had to exactly the movie still had another hour or about another hour to go so we had to, had to get her into the finals well I'll maybe add it to my list <laughs> all right well there are certainly a lot to choose from so that was my review of a cookie cutter Christmas uh, like I said probably worth your time if you want to take a watch uh, why don't we take a break right now because Axel's warming up right now to give his review of the movie Let It Snow. So stand by and come on back.
1: All right, gentlemen, time for my movie review. As Joe said, it was uh, Let It Snow. And this is a Hallmark movie that was produced in 2013. And the reason that I picked it or rather that my kids and I picked it together was because it has one of our favorite actresses in it candace cameron Bure, who is a well-known
0: oh, she's like in she's in, yeah seven, she's one
1: yeah, of their staple so. christmas movie actors and of course you know everybody will know her from full house and then fuller house and so that was the selling point to get my kids into the hallmark spirit and uh and joe uh, you you already took it away Alan Thicke also makes an appearance in this movie. Let us know. Oh,
0: great. <laughs> and to
1: top it off, he actually plays uh, Candace. So, Candace, so uh, I'm just going to go into the review here. The uh, Candace plays an uh, executive's uh, daughter. And that executive is uh, Alan Thicke. And uh, he owns a uh, resort company. And they just purchased their first ever winter spot up in Maine. So all of their locations are down south somewhere. and uh, But for once, they purchased this small spot up in Maine. And Alan Thicke sends uh, his daughter slash executive up north to check out the location to eventually convert it into what you could call a cookie cutter version of uh, all the other resort towns that they have. So I thought it was unique that Alan Thicke played uh Candace's father, because as we all know, or probably know, Alan Thicke was uh, Candace's real-life brother's Kirk father in, uh, what was the show called, guys? Back in the 80s?
0: Growing, Growing Pains. Pains.
1: Yes, yes. So, yeah. so he's, he's yeah, typecast, yeah, is what we're saying. <laughs> and it was great to see him. I had my first reaction. I didn't realize that the movie was already seven years old. I thought it was one of the new movies. And I said, I thought he passed away. Uh, you know, but here he was, and uh, my wife educated me. And this is where I should appropriately uh, add in that my wife did not stick around for the movie. He, she is not supportive of this sort of activity, so she went up to buy to watch some other Netflix, <laughs> like in our bedroom, while the kids and I indulged on uh, Let It Snow. So. But uh, here's how it went. So uh, Candace or Stephanie Beck, as she was called in the movie, she traveled up north. And you guys, I'm I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff, right? Like you get the opening credits and it snows and you see this quaint little town that she arrives at. And that's all I need to feel good, right? So we sit there and I'm I'm just letting it all go, enjoying this movie. So she arrived there uh, and uh, she was... um, Lodging in this uh, innkeeper's uh, place uh, that was run by this nice little, uh, like nice, uh, not elderly couple, but you know, a couple that you were—they've run this inn for gosh decades. And of course,
0: wait a minute—is—is is this the same inn that's in all of the other? Yes, quite movies? possibly. This, hey, I—I I, I mentioned yeah. you
1: Adam earlier. We watched a couple other movies, and I swear that some of the other inns and lodges and <laughs> all those other locations are. Probably exactly the same building, just with a different decor. Um, in fact, you could even tell on all of the wide shots, the exterior shots of this particular uh, lodge in Let It Snow, the building was real, but I I largely believe that the background was just a, you know, some superimposed image of mountains and whatnot. It was actually, so this one was filmed just outside of Vancouver, Canada, but was... Uh, meant to be a location in uh Maine. I don't I forget the name of the town, but it was meant to be Maine. And uh you know, as you might imagine uh, Candace uh or Stephanie Beck, I don't know what to call her. I'll call her Candace because we love Candace. Uh, she arrives there and she's your typical corporate executive not having much sense for the Christmas season or any of the traditions up in that little town. But slowly and surely she comes around, and it's no surprise that that's happening by way of the handsome innkeeper couple's son, played by let's see here is it Jesse Hutch I believe, and I and I think you guys know him better than I. I I, I don't know the guy, but I'm told he's in just about every movie that's shot in Canada. Uh, Jesse Hutch, does it ring a bell for you? No. I do not know my Canadian
0: actors. I apologize. Uh,
1: But, uh, you know, he's the one who kind of takes her around town, introduces her to all the traditions. You know, they have... have, So I guess the premise is that at this particular inn, around every uh, Christmas or every Christmas season, there is this set group of couples and families that come to the place for a week or two to deliberately spend Christmas together. So you're talking Christmas Eve, in the lodge, around the fireplace, 20 people together. They're not related. They're just people who love hanging out with each other. They sing Christmas carols and the innkeeper's wife serves delicious food. And, you know, uh, Candace gets sucked in step-by-step, you know, as she falls in love with with the innkeeper's son. And so uh, her struggle, though, was that her father down in, I believe he was uh, headquartered in Arizona, His assignment for his daughter was that within, I don't know, three or so days, she had to file a report with him that essentially uh, lays out the plan on how this quaint little location gets turned into a cookie cutter ski resort with all your, you know, standard amenities to feed the masses, entertain the masses. But as the movie went on, she really struggled doing that because it wasn't what's in her heart, right? You've got to do what's in your heart. So... The point came then when she said, I I cannot do this. And so she invited her father up to see it for himself. She gave a presentation to him, which was kind of cheesy. So they were put into this little, I don't know, conference room that had a fireplace in there, or it it looked like a cozy little conference room type place. And she gave him a PowerPoint presentation, just him and her. And she made a really darn good case for, for uh to let this resort be what it is today and not turn it into some other mass venue. And so the nice surprise.
0: So wait, so wait, if, if, so if you were the father, you would have said, Oh, honey, you're, you're right. We should keep it. Well, and
1: uh, so that's where spoiler alert comes in and, 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 and are we spoiling here folks or are we not? Maybe maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't. I I, well, you a, I tell you what, no, we gotta spoil it because it's yeah. really part of the rest of the story. So long story short, she makes a really good case. We all thought this is gonna be it, but there was still a half hour left in the movie. So what's gonna happen? Well, here's what happened: Alan Thick fires his daughter on the spot. He lets her go. Tears are flowing, innkeeper's son comes to console her, and what you know what's what's gonna happen. This is also the point in the movie where I believe they 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 ended up kissing the innkeeper's son and Candace Cameron because you know they had this relationship building and finally it broke in the open and they confessed their love to each other, but there's still a half hour left in this movie. So my kids and I are thinking, what what else could happen? This is not according to all other hallmark movies we've seen. So lo and behold, a new storyline emerges, and that is sort of a sort of a plot of reconciliation of uh you know Candace coming to terms with her past uh of having lived with a father who has never been much of a christmas um christmas you know uh holiday type person, kind of a grinch, I guess if you will, and uh you know I think she wrote a letter in the end to him explaining why she feels the way she feels and how it's really all about. A mischance to uh, you know, a mischance at family life that she never had, and uh, of course, as the movie comes to a conclusion, her father Alan Thicke uh, uh, sits in an hotel room by himself, reads this letter, and uh, comes to the conclusion that yes, indeed, he uh, also missed out on some of this family time. And was what, what does he do? He dresses up as Santa Claus. And uh, sort of crashes the inn's official Christmas party with all their guests, including Candace and, and her new boyfriend. And they all make up, and Christmas magic has been restored. So, you know, it was it, it was a it wow. was a fun movie because a we knew a couple of the main characters, right? So
0: that that was already a winner for me. I love this. I almost feel bad that Alan. No, well, I know. <laughs> it was, you missed out i'm surprised it wasn't yeah. like the ghost of alan like, uh, well and know, i forget Christmas when he passed past.
1: away this so this was 2013 i i um it, it's been a number of years that he passed away right since
0: uh, i'd say it's yeah, been at least yeah.
1: three or four um but i guys i i really love this movie not only because of that little plot twist in that say the last quarter of the movie because you know, the kiss already occurred and what else could possibly happen. So they, they worked in a, you know, even though it was super, super, superficial, they worked in another little plot line, which I appreciated. And you guys, I'm a sucker for this sort of, you know, quaint Christmas. It reminded me a lot of, um. so what they did there is I think they had a lot of Nordic traditions, European traditions. So me coming from Germany, a lot of it looked familiar. Some of the foods they served, some of the traditions they had. So I loved it. My kids loved the movie. They were, Loudly rooting for for the characters, of course, of course uh, primarily for Candace because they love her. Um and so I will give this movie nine twinkling stars out
0: of ten. Whoa! <laughs> oh,
1: wow. Uh, and I and I'll only wow. take the one star away because of, you know, the 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 slight superficiality of some of the plot lines, but that's nothing you're surprised about. And then some of the very obvious um from a cinematic standpoint where you could tell all right this is just you know a cardboard facade versus a real building or backdrop
0: or something like that but i loved it and this is so this is like borderline like i see tv i
1: i, TV, man, I, I would say so i and i and i looked up some of the reviews that viewers have filed over the years and it's got high marks and they they do say this is one of um candace uh, cameron's a uh, better movies and a very, uh, very um, family worthy endeavor if you uh, if you so choose.
2: So, wow. Well, Candice Cameron uh, buray would not put her name on a shoddy movie, so I would so expect nothing less than. I'll add a there nine was one scene lights. where we where
1: we actually all screamed at the TV and said, "That's not you, Candice," and this is what happened. <laughs> She arrives at the airport, you know, and she arrives at the small town airport. She steps out into the curb to wait for her driver, which which is the innkeeper's son. He pulls up at the same time in his black Suburban and storms into the airport, not knowing that he was supposed to pick up Candace, because at the time they didn't know who they were, each other. Well, as it goes, he pulls up to the curb and uh, slams through a slushy puddle, uh, soaking Candace from top to bottom. And she was uh, not very pleased with that. And then also insisted, once they realized who they were, she insisted that he opened the car door for her takes, her, takes her baggage, helps her over the snowbank. And we're like, Candace, this is not you. You're, you're, you're the nice neighborhood gal who can work things out herself. That's what she does in Full House all the time. You do not need somebody to open the car door for you. So, so we got very uh, involved in this movie, I will say. So I, you know, I watched this with my nine-year-old, six-year-old and four-year-old. And I think my four-year-old did fall asleep towards the end, but my two older ones were, were on it.
0: So. You know, I, uh, after, after hearing these, uh, I was reminded, so uh, our marketing director, yes, we're, we're. We're, we're so big that we have a, a marketing director on social media asked which movies we were supposed to uh, watch. And one of the comments uh, read like this, uh, that somebody sent us, it says, what has 15 actors, four settings, two writers, <laughs> and one plot? 634 <laughs> Hallmark movies. Yeah, <laughs> It's true.
2: It's true. All right. But it's a it's a winning formula,
0: and it's what people want. Is. Yeah, you know. It is. keep it going. Keep it going. I I just love that they are able to start Christmas in July, right? I mean, like, what what would Hallmark be without without Christmas movies? Because they have like it's Christmas in July, and then they start their holiday season run in October. Yeah. Uh, so you can always get your holiday. Picks, I think they shoot them year, year round, don't
1: they? I mean, it's a that whole production team, that's a full-time job, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: They'd almost have to. And I'm impressed that your family sat down – well, your your kids sat down with you to, to watch it. My, yeah. my son stopped by uh, every once in a while <laughs> and said, are you enjoying your movie? So here. I'd say, <laughs> we're, I'd we're say it's okay. Where, you know, it's
1: family dinner, and my son will say, Daddy, can we watch another Hallmark movie
2: tonight? <laughs> so wow, wow. I mean, <laughs> Torch and been <laughs> to the right, next generation right. of fans.
1: All right, guys. Right. Now, uh, for this next segment, we are going to uh, actually re- review the same movie. So, our fantastic marketing manager selected a special movie for us that we all watched independently. We didn't we didn't hang out on the couch together, but we watched it independently, and uh, it relates to our past. So, stick around and uh, come back for this uh, next conversation.
0: Okay, so we're back and we're rounding out our Hallmark movie uh Christmas channel exclusive episode that felt like too many words. Um but uh so so we each uh, independently watched a Hallmark movie and you and you heard those reviews, but then we collectively uh watched a movie that was chosen by uh someone else. It could be my spouse. Uh chosen by someone else. Uh for us to watch uh we unfortunately due to COVID, could not uh, get together and watch this but i think that we all watched it probably over the course of the same weekend uh and so we thought that we'd talk a little bit about that and that the movie that was chosen for us is good morning christmas and uh, i have to say right off the bat this was one of my favorites so good morning christmas uh you know uh takes us right back to The early days of Axel, Joe, and Adam, uh, you know, slaving away at the news station, uh, early morning shifts. Um, And I found this to be quite realistic uh, to those days. What? Uh, So the uh, so uh, the write up that Hallmark has for this one it says two squabbling TV hosts are sent to a festive small town over Christmas while pretending to get along for the sake of appearance they discover that there's more to each other than what they thought this one uh, stars Allison Sweeney and Mark Lucas Lucas sure who Mark was uh, uh Mark was a former NFL football player in the movie I don't. Think that he was actually Joe. Do you know if he was actually a former? President? I don't. I don't think I don't it was think so. no. I don't, I don't he was an actual football player either. But uh so, um so what did you guys think of this? Uh, I, I, this I'm with you, Adam. I really liked it,
1: and uh you know, not only because of the connection to our past professions, but also because um I just loved seeing that dynamic between these two anchors who had nothing but dislike for each other. And how they slowly came around. And it wasn't all that far-fetched, I guess. You know, it's it was predictable, of course. But uh, it yeah. wasn't sort of this, you know, somebody snapped their finger and suddenly they liked each other. It was a nice, slow progression. I will say, though, that, um, and I guess we, we'll get into the plot shortly. But this this concept um, that any TV station would have a budget to send a pair of anchors for a week-long you know, a week a week's <laughs> worth of shows ending up on Christmas Eve. Yeah. That that was probably the
0: the most unusual. Uh, well remember though that we what was that term that you yes, used, Joe? Yeah. Willing suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Yes, willing suspension of disbelief. <laughs> my uh my I think one of the highlights of this movie it, actually it was quite a good movie, but one of the highlights that made me laugh in this movie was I think the uh first or second uh, promo for the movie or first or second commercial break uh, was a commercial for a different Hallmark movie with uh, the same innkeeper (laughs) at the same inn. I saw that. And so I was like, what is going on here? It's the same inn and the same innkeeper and uh, he's in this movie. So I thought that was a little bit humorous. And that same innkeeper also Uh, provided some sage wisdom because he was the one that spoke into this uh, news anchors, you know, heart that he needed to chase after his co-anchor. And he says some, this is, this is a very important quote. He says, sometimes when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yes. That's true. (laughs) You guys, (laughs) come
2: on. (laughs) goodness gracious okay there's there's willing suspension (laughs) of disbelief and uh, Axel you had said something that it was you know there was a lot of truth in this movie first of all is this a five-minute tv show they don't wear earpieces where is the crew staying in this movie there's no one else staying at this inn other than the two anchors you never see well that they had anybody else after all they were
1: famous they can't just put it with the common folk
2: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> then the other problem I had, so there's one... Their show yes. was, what was their, their show was called... Which, Mary how does that White. work in July? Yes. Uh, for Melissa Mary. Yeah, it's Brian Bright was the football player. <laughs> Melissa Mary was Allison Sweeney's character. And there was... Oh, that was their name. No, no, that's their actual name. <laughs> no, no, that's the that's names. So uh, there's one scene where they're doing, you know, they the anchors are there for the whole week they have to get involved in all these community activities and their producer is manipulating them into all these things so one of them was this two mile uh, three legged wreath race yes Uh, uh, so Brian the that would be a long Brian's probably about six by the way yeah. Brian's probably about (laughs) six four and you're doing this in the snow too so Brian's about six four Uh, Melissa is probably you know five ten five eleven I think a lot of orthopedic surgeons would have would not recommend you tying your legs together for people who are that far apart in height and then running two miles. Nor- nor- but that's just me.
0: I don't know of any three-legged race that has gone for two miles. <laughs> Aren't they usually like a hundred feet. Yeah, length of a well. Beer? Nor
1: would you um, if you are a participant in said race and you uh, you know you fall and land in the snow pile how you would not feel compelled to suddenly empty your heart in front of the other person that's still tied to you while the other 100 contestants are still uh, passing you at the same time
2: that was another question i had too so when they fell into the snow pile they were wearing their red merry and bright or bright and merry whatever their show is uh windbreakers just how many clothes did these people pack for a week because they each had at least three different winter jackets they had multiple well, they're, all company,
0: provided, they're uh, all company
2: provided joe i okay fine uh, when you travel to maine for a week how my how many when? winter
0: coats are you packing well <laughs> well the what? company buys them you know probably <laughs> as many as as many as they want right <laughs>
1: So oh, what was hands uh, down? Was your it was the scene, scene towards the end when uh, the producer went rogue, if you will, and decided to uh, turn yes, turn the live cameras, oh, yes, I'm unbeknownst go to the yes. two anchors as they were, you know, uh, professing their love for each other on live <laughs> television, which they did not know. But my my favorite scene, and it's such a classic, is when the anchor's sister, who has been, uh, you know, her sort of her moral support all throughout the movie, by way of Quick, uh, you know, uh, Skype or Zoom or whatever video conferences, and she sees the broadcast and she stands up and she tears swell up in her eyes. And I, guys, I may just have had a, a little wet eye there myself. No,
2: <laughs> don't say it. Oh, no, <laughs> that oh, that my. did it for me, seriously. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Joe what was your favorite scene oh boy you know I and did and did you have any uh air
2: quote wet eye uh well let's see I'm trying to think I may have gotten a little teary and the sigh the scene that Axel had mentioned but I don't remember if it was from the movie or something (laughs) I was reading as I was scrolling through my phone watching this movie at the same time but uh, just quickly back to Axel's thing so uh, and your favorite scene there Aren't they just doing live for the sake of live, which in the TV news business we know is a bunch of, of phoniness? And when does this program air? I thought this was a morning show. They're just cutting well, the network well, programming I think whenever they want live?
1: Be, Wasn't this meant to be their final show where they were actually going to? And that was the Eve special. Yeah,
0: it was evening. the Christmas
2: Eve special. So their primetime yes. special, wouldn't you think? uh, these two characters would be on set or somewhere near where the show was actually supposed to take place. Yeah. They
0: were busy <laughs> searching for love. Okay. Really.
2: All right. Well, anyway, uh, my favorite scene, it, it wasn't uh, anything super spectacular, but it was the one where, uh, Brian is trying to learn how to skate. He's a big NFL star, oh, but he yes. never learned how that to skate and he hates Christmas. Yeah. He doesn't find, he doesn't have any family traditions. He's just not into Christmas, which really, uh, Melissa cannot believe at the start of this movie so anyway he spills his guts because uh, over time Melissa and uh, Brian are starting to trust each other and they're listening to each other which is which is good as co-anchors and then he spills that well the reason why I don't really care for Christmas or why I give out gift cards for every Christmas is because he grew up uh, without uh, uh, he grew up in a in poverty uh, he maybe got one gift and it was typically a gift that was donated from their church when all his other friends had multiple gifts. So uh, it showed a side to him, it kind of explained why he's not into Christmas and that he was changing uh, based on uh, the situation he was in and responding to uh, how much his co-anchor loved
0: Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, there, there was that part of, uh, you know, uh, the, the human emotional change of, of Christmas that was- uh, I also
1: like, oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead,
0: Anne. My, my, uh, well, uh, so, so my favorite part actually happened many times throughout. Um, it was when, uh, when they would uh, do their banter um, and, and he would not use the script because, you know, I, I went straight back to my days, right? Because, uh, the meteorologist never read the teleprompter. And when we did read the teleprompter, we didn't read the teleprompter very well. So most of us tried to avoid the teleprompter, but, uh, but they used, they had some banter where she would get, you know, she would practice, uh, reading the, reading the prompter and, And she would know, you know, what they were going to say on there as they would toss it uh, from one to another. And and he would not do that. And he uh, repeatedly said, you're better when you don't use the teleprompter. You're better when you don't rehearse. And I uh, that has been uh, one of the fundamental truths that I have found in my entire life. Uh, Well, maybe not my entire life, but uh, but generally, I agree that you should. Yeah, good point.
1: That's and and. I liked how he told her in a way that she, you know, it wasn't disrespectful. It was, it seemed like uh, uh, um, well-meant advice.
2: Yeah, loving advice, yes. Loving. Um, (laughs) Yeah, plus you can't script crosstalk, script a conversation like they did on this show. You just, yeah, you just kind of wing it. And um, if it was scripted in real life, in real TV news, there's a lot of people who are failing at reading the script on on that one. crosstalk is speaking of uh,
1: careers in TV. I I really liked the little side plot of that. uh, The gentleman who became the producer's assistant,
0: you know, he brought her. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I also like the side plot of the 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 girl who made all the the,
2: Lexi. Yeah. Yes. Yes. On oh, that scene, I have a note here. Lexi dropped off a meal at uh, Melissa's uh, hotel room and to show that she can cook and she drops off this meal unsolicited and just stands there and watches Melissa eat it. That's not weird in any way, shape or I form. I think <laughs> it was impolite
1: on <laughs> Melissa's behalf to start eating before that other, I forget her name now, before the, the cook left. I, I didn't realize that she wanted feedback on this meal. I thought she just brought it because she felt like she wanted a bite to eat.
0: And can we all agree that Brian's uh, previous girlfriend uh, was, she was not, she was evil. No, you can't say that about somebody. kids and
1: I were disappointed that the breakup that occurred was not, we thought she would be more upset and probably had the right to be more upset. But she just said, "Oh, it's okay. I got other plans."
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. She played it pretty cool.
0: Yep. Oh yeah. man, she had a this, plan. This was a good one. Mm-hmm. So, so Joe, uh, your twinkling light rating on this one? Oh, um, well, see, I gave Cookie Credit, uh, Cookie Cutter Christmas, a six. Uh,
2: I'm, I'm gonna say, I'll be generous. I'll give this one a. Six six maybe
0: a seven. Ooh, oh you're going to be generous you gave it a six yeah mm. okay because originally
2: when my son uh, when my son came downstairs today and asked hey dad are you liking your movie I go, i think i like cookie cutter christmas better and that was halfway through this wow. movie
1: uh it's hard yeah. you know so yeah. i gave nine Axel, twinkling stars you? to let it snow and and i feel probably the same about this one because it was it was different so i i would have to say another nine out of ten
0: So basically, if Hallmark wants someone to review their movies, <laughs> yeah. they should they should ask you. I'm one an movie. easy <laughs> sell. I, I think I'm going to give this one like a seven point five, maybe an eight. I think uh, it was it was as far as uh, you know the the three Hallmark movies I've watched. It was probably the best of all of them. Uh, so. So I I enjoyed this one. It, I stayed awake for it, which was also, I think, uh, a testament. <laughs> to, some might even say a hallmark. For this
2: movie. Oh, and speaking of hallmarks, the one scene where uh, Melissa returns to the hotel and asks if Brian's been around, and the innkeeper's wife hands Melissa the card, said, oh, someone lost this for you? Oh, yeah. She goes back to the yes. room and opens it. Did you see? No what was on the card on the back oh (laughs) it was a
0: hallmark card
1: which which uh, of course course it
0: is of course that's (laughs) probably the only stationary
1: question on that though so you know how the card had stated please what uh, meet me at eight o'clock outside or something like that and is your understanding that when she walked off not with brian who had intended for her to be there eight o'clock but with the other guy? do you guys think that was on purpose or she actually thought that that was her eight o'clock date? Wasn't quite clear to me.
0: Okay. Oh, I think she thought that was her eight o'clock. But then again, I agree. You
1: know, they, they, so then she strolls through town with this other guy. And at some point she tells him, "While I, I I let Brian sit there, which then I thought, okay, so did she know that he was not her eight o'clock date? So that gave us some discussion material on our couch.
0: yes yes with with your <laughs> children who are seven and nine <laughs> deeply schooled in uh, relationships understanding relationships yeah. <laughs> uh so i I'm curious after all this talk of hallmark movies uh, you know i i i i admire Uh, I'm just going to say, I don't mean disrespect. I actually admire the writers for just, you know, they have got to lock themselves in a room and churn this out. But do you think that the writers start with a base script? Is it like, uh, like a Mad Libs sort of fill in the blank sort of flow here? Is there an outline? It it wouldn't surprise me because you
1: always have the same construct of, you know, usually two main characters who are not connected at all and have a slow progression towards getting that connection and then the big climax is usually some sort of a profession of love towards the end of the movie and then you know sprinkle in two or three side plots Uh, so I so I think there's quite a cookie cutter approach (laughs) yeah
2: yeah it's
0: maybe like a cookie cutter Christmas
2: it's a it's a little bit of a formula but I don't want to say they're doing mad libs I mean this takes some intentional thought and original thinking to come up with characters put them in a situation uh, the backstory put them in a situation that uh, leads to sparks some sort of twist all these side plots um, it takes some uh, thinking and foresight and um, originality you know uh, my nine-year-old
1: in these. fourth grade, they currently go through the elements yeah. of a good story so these movies are great for her because she can identify, all right, this is the exposition. This is the climax. This is the, I don't know what all the other elements are, but it's, it's really a textbook presentation of how you tell a story.
0: Nice. Yes. Uh, And so you're getting some education at the same time. So excellent, excellent use of the holiday time. Hey, uh, so, so we can't end an episode without a lightning round and, uh, we have a special lightning round, uh, uh, this, this episode, uh, all tied to Hallmark movies. So we'll be right back with that.
2: All right, everyone. Welcome back. We're into the final segment here. It's our lightning round segment. And this is the segment where, uh, one of us gets to ask the other guys, uh, questions, really rapid fire, quick response uh, and see what uh, see what responses we get. So this week's, or this episode, we're going to feature it on the Hallmark Christmas movies. What I'm going to do, guys, is I've got uh, three questions for each of you. We'll alternate back and forth. Mm-hmm. I will give you the name of a Hallmark Christmas movie and the name of a movie that's not a Hallmark Christmas movie, and you have to tell me which one is the actual well, Hallmark
0: Christmas movie, Okay. Oh, are there big cash
2: prizes? <laughs> uh, the same cash prize that we have every week after. More free episode, Hallmark free, which movies.
0: is not <laughs> the joy of knowing. Exactly. It. Just
2: <laughs> more Hallmark movies. All right. Uh, let's let's start this off. So I'm going to give the first question to Adam. Uh, since your marketing director got us into this. we'll you get the first question here. So <laughs> Mr. Miracle, Mrs. Miracle. Which one is the Hallmark Christmas movie?
0: Oh, uh, it's got to be Mrs. Miracle.
2: Uh, you're right. 2009. Doris yeah.
0: Roberts and
2: James Vanderbeek makes an appearance
0: in yeah. a in a Hallmark you movie. You know how I? Because one of the things that Hallmark uh, I think does in an interesting way is they have these strong female characters at the at the start of the movie, but then they uh, then they like. Uh, develop relationships not that they weaken but they develop relationships uh throughout the movie so they become that's you know that's uh, interesting you know, though something even greater so <laughs> I, that, I, that's probably horribly my, you know my my uh, thought process was you know exactly what i mean opposite. if hallmark's
1: target audience is largely female then a movie title of mr miracle would would be more appealing don't you think
0: Oh, i don't i think you are on thin ice my friend <laughs> <laughs> all right so axel
2: for you for the lightning round your question is a christmas rest stop a christmas detour which I, I, one i gotta go is with the detour a christmas detour Homer? you are right 2015 on my list. with Candace <laughs> on my list now. so way to go hey
0: your favorite actor <laughs> <laughs>
2: alright Adam back to you uh, so uh, Hallmark is playing a twist on the word fur as in the, the ki- type of tree for a Christmas tree so is it okay. fur crazy or fur sure Ooh, uh, I'm going to go with fur crazy you are right 2013 <laughs> yes. way to go all right what is that about <laughs> I, uh, i'd have to look it up quick i didn't recognize any stars in that movie uh yeah uh, for crazy oops it may be in the archives <laughs> it's a 2013 film it's a woman who has always hated christmas she's forced to take over running her father's struggling tree lot when he breaks his leg uh, helping people find the perfect decoration for their homes inspires newfound love of the season, and she falls for a repeat customer. But she that also has familiar. Yeah, <laughs> but she also has to save the business from closure. So, um, yeah, 2013 is that one. All right, uh, Axel, back to you. So, is it meet the Santas or oh, meet the snowman?
1: I'm going to say meet the snowman. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, sorry no it's oh meet the santas from 2005 that is steve gutenberg and crystal bernard in that one all right adam uh is it christmas at cartwrights christmas at costco <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh i'm gonna go with Cartwright. <laughs> you
2: are right 2014 for that one all right axel you have the last question here is it a candy cane oh romance my gosh, that could be a toss-up that is a toss-up
1: let's give it the candy cane romance
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> no it's gingerbread <laughs> romance. <Sorry. laughs> axel you're our
0: expert in the my expertise begins in 2020 got so. two wrong <laughs> this one
2: yeah, this is a 2018 movie about an architect begins to find herself longing for a place to call her own as she works alongside oh. a baker to win a gingerbread All right. house contest. So
0: there's your lightning round, boys. Way to go! Nice work. Uh, good stuff. Well, this was uh, this was a lot of fun, uh, guys. And we we encourage everybody to you know to take a little bit of their time uh, to to indulge in Hallmark. I want more. We did, and we're. We're grown men, right? <laughs> that means, yep, it's, it's
2: uh, now that I've watched one, I wouldn't be <laughs> diametrically opposed to watching another it's one. It's going to
1: be a long winter, folks. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> it is. Uh, well, hey, uh, so uh, you can check us out on Multiple different platforms, uh, Joe. What are we on? We're on. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, yep. and we're definitely on the Anchor.fm Anchor. app. And somehow we're on a bunch of podcast sites that we'll I take have it. no idea even existed. Uh, yeah. More so uh, so check us out, share us, and and we're. Uh, it's okay to give us five stars as well. Is that? We'll take five. You agree with that, Joe? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's not pandering. If if you. If are like yeah if you like what you hear leave
0: us a review and if you don't eh, you you can yeah don't worry about the review yeah we'll take the five it's not it's not worth it's not worth your time if it's less than five stars (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay it's our uh, second christmas episode down uh, gentlemen and uh, we'll have to figure out uh, what we can do for a third one Uh, the holidays are coming up quickly so It's been good being with you guys and good with everyone uh, listening. So uh, until next time, bye bye.